guys what's up it's been a while this is Giorgio from Giorgio says and I'm back with my podcast I actually am rebooting my podcast I know that like I have episodes out but I wanted to really get committed to bringing podcast episodes weekly to you guys um and I wanted to kind of do a reboot, like I said. So this is officially my season one, episode one, if you will, episode. And I'm really excited because for this episode in particular, I got to do it live in my home, in my little studio area. I got to use some of my equipment. So this one was in person and it was with someone that is local to me in the DC area. Um, Rafi, and some of you may follow him already on TikTok. He has his handle as Wait Don't Do It, and he co-hosts a podcast, which is called Wait Don't Do It, and it's a really great podcast. He gives a lot of insight to things going on in DC, DMV proper, if you will. He gives really funny commentary. He does really funny skits on his TikTok, so I was really excited that we were able to schedule time, hang out, have a really fun time. And as you will get to see on this episode, we kind of start getting a little slurry towards the end, but that's okay because it was all in fun. We had a cocktail from the Cook It, Spill It, Throw It cookbook. Um, We had, I think we made the Munchausen uh, mimosa, which was really, really delicious. But nonetheless, I won't keep talking, but enjoy this episode. Let me know what you guys think. And as always, if you guys could give me a five-star review on anywhere you are listening to this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. All right, enough talking, Georgia. Let's get into this really fun episode. Enjoy. Welcome Welcome to to the Georgia Says Podcast. Spilling the tea with Georgia Takanakis. If you love to keep up to date with all the latest pop culture news and celebrity gossip, then this is the podcast for you. Now, now, please welcome your host, Georgia Takanakis. I discovered you actually um, when the Nellie's situation was going on. You popped up on my FYP, and that's mm-hmm. how I started following you and realized you had a podcast. But yes, he is a big, big Housewives fan. So we're here to talk about the latest episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, of course. And then we're going to talk about Ultimate Girls Trip. But before we get into all of that, I want to shout out our cocktails for the evening. This is the Munchausen Mimosa. Well, yours is still the Munchausen Mimosa. Oh, but I, yours I'm is... a gullet, so mine is gone. Yours it's is a... just a mimosa now. My, yeah, my, my second drink has been a mimosa. Because so, I was like, I'm not freshly squeezing a fucking drink. <laughs> it really did take a long time um, to make, um, even though it's a simple drink. And the drink actually comes from the book Cook It, Spill It, Throw It. This is the Not So Real Housewives parody cookbook. I... Um, love this book. This is actually the first time that I'm using it for anything cocktail related, but yeah, so you can get this book and get the cocktail, uh, ingredients and make your own. So anyways, now let's get into some things because I want to talk to you about just Beverly Hills currently. Are you Mm. watching? I mean, first of all, I am watching. I will say Beverly Hills is one of the ones that I lost track of. 
for a second there because like I was not there for Puppy Gate because mm-hmm. I was like, girl, there's better things to talk about. Um, and I think I lost track right when Teddy, whatchamacallit, what's her name? Mellencamp. Mellencamp. Yeah. We all know Teddy. The fiercest thing that she's ever done is drag Vicky Gummelson on Twitter for no reason after Ultimate Girls Trip. Yes. Why yes. don't you like uh, Teddy Mellencamp? I don't have to have a reason. Love it. Um, but I will say now, like ever since Erica's drama came back and like we all, as, as a gay, like yes. four years ago, Erica was that bitch for us. Oh, I mean, she, as was, a there, she was a perfect, like, model of a, what a bitchy gay was. You know what I mean? She embodied and all And she that. did it right back in the day before the sure. golf. She was, because we are annoyed of the bitchy gay that's, like, annoying, right? That's like, you're fat and, like, you need to lose weight. But, like, I love you. Like, that's not charming anymore. But she always did it in a way that made her seem like she was with it. Yes. And right? she was, I think she was more reserved with it. Like she made her look more icy so that she didn't have to like really talk about that. Yes. Because you know. now we realize that she had. Well, it wasn't her money. That yeah. She was it off, so. <laughs> so it was all a scam. But like when I found out that that bitch was actually lying to us the entire time, that's when I started rewatching. I'm not going to lie to you. I was sold. I was like, I have to watch. I think the Hulu doc really got people invested in it um, truly yeah. because I think even people that were not housewives like audience members that watched it started watching last season because of the Hulu doc. Well, I remember seeing like the, the, the crook, the hustler and the housewife on my Hulu thing. And I saw Erica and I was like, it can't be about her though. Like I was waiting for her to have her intro, like her interview mode. Cause again, I was out, out of the loop. I did watch Garcelle because when they finally had like, um, like a black woman on the, the cast, I was like, Oh, let me go check it out. However, I don't want to be like, I remember one time she was like, oh, I'm just so happy to be, like, the first of, the first black housewife. And I'm like, is it, like, an achievement to be a part of an all-white cast? You know what I'm saying? Is that, like, an achievement to, like, aspire to? Yeah. But I did watch it because, finally, like, I could watch, like, how these women could act if I was in the room. Yeah. Now I have some sort of gateway to see who do I actually fuck with. Um, And I wish I would have seen Garcelle around the seasons of, Vanderpump, because I thought that would have been very interesting. Um, but I, I will say the Erica drama really sold me. I just watching after after the Jen Shaw trial too, or the drama with Jen Shaw, I was like, this is the drama I'm talking about. What are these people actually like? Do you think um, when Garcelle, because obviously like the latest drama that has kind of been closed out, where we have Garcelle's birthday party, we have Erica who's like lit city sloppy drunk tells garcelle's son to get the fuck out of here not once but twice and then she does apologize for it but a lot of you on tiktok recently started asking me why i'm not speaking up about what is clear microaggressions against garcelle Mm. so i wanted to have this as open dialogue because i know you talk about this stuff Mm -hmm. too so what are your thoughts when we're talking about garcelle being on this cast and dealing with this group of ladies, but also do you feel like they treat her differently in their way of like, I don't know, the altercations even like, are the, do you find that there's any microaggressions there that maybe they just don't even realize? Cause a lot of it is conscious sometimes. I think that there's like, la- there's definitely layers to this shit. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. as like, like, 
before, like when I originally saw Garcelle on The Housewives, my perspective of race and for myself as race, as a Latino gay man, I'm pushing, I'm pushing my shit there. Um, but as my perspective as a gay man or whatever, like, has changed. Even since those two, three years that she's been on the show have even multi- like multiplied since then. Yeah. My cognizance of, like, my race. And so when Garcelle joins, I was like, I was just looking for, like, how are they going to treat her as just a black woman? And then you just saw certain things, especially in that season finale, in that reunion where she, where, where uh, Kyle really brought up um, Garcelle's wallet. And was oh, like, on her first season. And was reunion. like, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, like, she, she had no problem bringing it. Yeah, and yeah, we yeah. know, and we have to know, and we know how things work. I know Kyle has seen money issues from other girls, especially maybe, especially now that we know that Erica might have, may have not had full charge of her money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until, you know, all this should happen. I feel like there were other money issues that Kyle probably has never brought up, will never bring up to spare other people. But with Garcelle, she had no problem just speaking it because people expect that kind of behavior. Like Garcelle said, people expect black and brown people when they go to spaces to not either donate or chip or 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 tip that's Correct. like a, a, yeah. a bottom that's like like that's something that people like uh assume and that's the best way that i think that she could explain it yeah um but i think ultimately it came also from the fact that you never want to the biggest thing that white people don't want especially like white people like kyle is to be assumed with the lower white class and this is where the other conversation starts becoming more interesting, is because to me, after these three years, I'm realizing that I love Garcelle. Don't cancel me. I love fucking Garcelle. But me and Garcelle are two different people because we're two different classes. So Garcelle is able to live through a lot more or like experience all this microaggression and might be able to just like put it away more because she's in that class that tells her that she is valid in that space. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, there's this there's this notion that that people talk about is that you're you're more likely to relate to people in your class than you are sometimes to people in your race. So, for example, season four, Beverly Hills. Oh, what was her name? The girl that was what a one hit wonder. But I thought she was Joyce. Oh, Joyce. Joyce yes. Sita. Joyce. To quote Brandy, let's not forget Joyce. So let's not forget Joyce Sita. And the whole Brandy thing, calling her Yoisita. But Joyce, I related her to a point, and but watching it as an adult recently now, I'm like, girl, get off my screen. I realized I couldn't relate to her because even though she's a Latino woman, her lifestyle and the way she presents just generally in life doesn't allow me to relate to her at all. And I know that she's a woman, so as a gay man, how can you relate to her? But there's certain things that as a Latino you see in Latinos and you kind of just like, you're able to relate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And that she did certain things. Like if you go to one of those, if you go back to season four, she would say hi to the staff of the babies. Like uh, Lisa Vanderpump, there was a moment where Lisa Vanderpump, Ros- Ro- Ro- Rosita, what, what, what's her name? I think it's Rosita. Rosita, Rosalia, honey. Rosalia? No, it's not. Oh, no. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it's Rosalia, honey. Uh, but but uh, Vanderpump's uh, assistant, Rosalia, uh, was on the screen. And then Joyce was like, hola, como esta? Gracias for mm. it. And those are things that I would do if I was in a house where like people that looked like me were helping. Because those are things that you feel like 
you feel more connected to those people that are working you sometimes than the people that you're actually talking to. However, what the dividing factor between someone like Joyce and me is, is that, is the fact that she walks into the spaces and she is able to see how potentially Lisa Vanderpump looks at her staff. Because I don't think Lisa Vanderpump is probably the best of her staff. Based off certain things of how I've watched her microaggressionly give off. And so to me, like, you're, she's still able to connect with Lisa Vanderpump. Why? Because of her class. And she's able to feel comfortable with Lisa Because remember, now they're friends. But they, used to, they started off on the wrong foot. Yeah, 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 You know what I'm saying? So, like, those things is why I, I say that just because race is introduced into the housewife doesn't mean that race is being talked about in a, in a 360 lens. It's coming from a rich, upper-class class. However, let's back to the topic of hand. Now that we've wrapped up the whole story of Beverly Hills race, uh, race and factors and all the other, other housewives that have been of race in Beverly Hills, no one... And I dare I say this ha- this probably could never even happen maybe to someone of Joyce's kids because Joyce's kids, I feel like, were white passing. So I feel like I, even then they would have some sort of dialogue internally. But I do not think that if it was any other child on that season that was told to fuck off by a housewife, that it would have been met with, oh, isn't it great? She's finally like, no. No, no way. I in, think in the spirit of housewives, the minute you have a fourth drink, you're called an alcoholic. Let's be clear here. Well, I think, yeah. I mean, if you you stumble around a couple times, they're ready to pull that alcoholic line storyline right out the gate. I mean, Kyle did it to her sister season one. No well, shame. She was an alcoholic. She was an alcoholic, but you but, did it to your sister. I know, but <laughs> she wasn't her. lying about it. <laughs> the anti-kimness from you it's is just, real. I, know. I, I want you to know, we're going we're gonna to just have another podcast episode on uh, Giorgio's like, anti-Kim. Like, I'm not uh, anti-Kim. Listen, anti-Kim I want to get this out there. I've said this multiple times. I, I would love for Kim to come back to the show. I would. She has addiction issues, and that show... The show fucks with her. I understand that, yeah. Every time she yes. comes on as a friend, someone will be like, she'll just come for one thing, and they're like, Kim, you just got arrested. How does it feel? And she's like, <laughs> oh, my God. It's she so doesn't want to come. Like, it triggers her. And then she didn't even watch the show, which was another yeah, thing. Because, I mean, that shows how, deep it, yeah, how deeply toxic it is. So, yes, so. I love Kim. I want the best for Kim. That's why you don't want her back on the show. I yes, because I feel but, like it would just they would use her. She's the easy target. And watching season four and season three, watching how they just dragged her for no reason, and like, but but Kim, like I said, the reason why I would love Kim to come back is just because, even though she is problematic, and I as a person of color, I can kind of see how she could be problematic. I do see her like how she wrapped up these bitches in a heartbeat every time Lisa Vanderpump, and I I love Lisa Vanderpump. But she's a horrible human being. <laughs> no I mean, Kim didn't care. She didn't. If she had something to say, she said it. She would. Yeah. I think no matter who it was, she wasn't scared she, to speak up. Yes. No. And I really appreciate that, uh, Kim. I think that's something that I miss is the fact that now, I, if you look at this this seasons and and all the seasons of Housewives, but specifically Beverly Hills, it seems like these women they and this is what this why I say like how much what is lying behind the veil. Because these women really are tightly wound, and they're willing to throw each other's storylines under the bus just to avoid 
their storyline is coming through. Oh, well, that's the thing, though. That's the, the thing that people are talking about. And I think this is why Garcelle is such an awesome addition outside of it just adding diversity mm-hmm. to the cast is that she has no problem calling people out right then and there. And she gets the assignment. And I really like that. And I like that her and Sutton are really tight. And I have they have each other's back. I like that Cherie's back on. But I will say this. I did pick up on some microaggressions between like the way that Erica did, even with Oliver, there's something about it where it's almost like she's fetishized. I'm saying this word horribly, but it's, you know what I'm trying to say. She's fetishizing, like, because he's a black man and she wants to have her way with him sexually, but knowing that she'll end up at dinner with a 75 year old man who's got a big bank account. Mm. She's not going to, do you know what I'm trying to say? Oh, and I know this is speculating. I'm speculating. I, of course. She's right. That's the energy that I got from it. Mm -hmm. And so when, even when she apologized to Garcelle in this last episode, and I agree with this, when she was giving her a compliment, which I thought was nice, it almost was rooted in like almost like your kids are so well spoken. Uh, yeah, for being black. <laughs> but she didn't say that, but but the but the microaggression subconsciously was there. Yeah, because you could sense even the other women were like, "Yes, oh my god, and yes." What was, was going well spoken? What was her what was her confessional? She was like, "Oh, that made me feel more welcome towards her." And again, that's the division between class and race. Is that because she's of a certain class? She can take that compliment and not see sometimes. And I do believe that there is a level. Do you think she initially took it that way? Like in her heart of hearts, do you think that she saw, if someone brought that to her attention, do you think she Immediately, I would hope, because in my experience, because I've been told that, like, and I want to get deeper into what you just said, because you brought something up that I really want to talk about too. Um, But no, trust me, I've been told like, oh, you speak so articulate for being Latino. Because people expect me to like have broken Spanish or like have... Even what Joyce had, which was like this like overcompensation of an English dialect. Yeah, yeah, Go yeah. back in time, you'll hear it. Where it's like, oh my God. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like they tried to over-enunciate go over-enunciate things. things. And I get that trauma. Trust me, I get it. Um, but as far as like, let's go back to the Erica, because I really want to touch on that part. Because I, when, when I was watching that, I was watching everything you were seeing. But the added layer I was seeing is, wow, she thinks the only reason... The only way to relate to young people, and add the layer to that, brown people, add the layer to that, black people, is, hey, hey, let me tell you something. I'll fuck you if you wanted me to. And that's not what equality is. And that's what she was doing. She was basically saying. It was like it's a privilege. Yes. Like even offering it up. That is what it is. That's ultimately what it's rooted in. And let's, I mean, we could talk about it. But if we're honest, though, she gives off that energy about everything. Well, like she's yes. very much like you're lucky that I'm here. Yes, presence. but she is. She knows better totally. to the point to where I know what she knows what she's doing because we know who she works with. Let's be Mikey, Mikey Max, whatever his name is. I whatever his name mm-hmm. is. You know what I'm saying? Mikey. Which, by the way, she needs a real PR team, not her assistant and her her creative director, which are her friends. Like, I've said this multiple times, by the way. She needs, like, one... Not not a team. Just someone who's not Mm -hmm. her fan. 
who's not kissing her yes, ass. Yes, but that's what they need. That's what most of these. Yeah, but you need one person that's the boss. Well, that's what they that's want. That's not what they that need. Ego yeah. Because yeah. that's the problem here. And just recently with the Ronald Richards stuff, guys, like she's just, you have no business commenting on any Instagram post where he's posting about any of that. Yeah. When you're skipping mm-hmm. over an actual victim sister who's calling out to you in the same thread and you skip over her comment and just go right to Ronald. So it's just like, she's very egotistical. She's very much... Like, well, she says it. She doesn't give a fuck about anybody else but her. So and That's respectable when you are also about it. But she's if not she about was, it. If she was hustling and building a business and she had that mentality, I think everyone would respect that. Respect that. Sure. But, but the fact this. that you think that we're dumb, that we're not seeing you fetishize a black man, a, a, a black cohort, not a black man. Let's be clear. A black co-star's son. That before everything, who has a wife? Before race, yes. Before race, before everything else, let's talk about it. That's why race is brought up because you're you're doing it to a child, not child, an adult, but someone's child, how they see it. But you would never do that to Kyle's. Well, the, the show it wouldn't make the cut. It wouldn't make the it cut. Wouldn't, even if it happened, it, it would never make so the cringe, cut. First of all. Never. But never. it is wild and it is fun. And this is where Bravo needs to step up their game as editors because they let it be aired. Because they, but I think that's a strategy on their part now. I think they're realizing that they're, they don't want to protect certain people on here anymore. It's not worth their time. So I think they're letting it out. And also, I just heard today a perspective on this, and I think it's interesting. But Kyle, you know, Mauricio has that Netflix show that he's got now. I saw they're trying to cancel it. So, well, part of it is they feel like, and this is just alleged, obviously, it's just a, a theory, but that Bravo producers are trying to make them look bad so that it'll sabotage the Netflix show. So they're oh. showing Kyle and Mauricio in a much, like, not Realer so way. light. Realer way. So... That's the thing. And we have to remember, guys, and I've said this thousands of times, we wouldn't have Beverly Hills if it wasn't for Kyle Richards. So not wrong either. That's this not was wrong initially either. supposed to be about Kathy, Kim, and Kyle, and a couple other ladies, and they were supposed to be the, like, Beverly Hills cast. But obviously Kathy didn't join, so it was Kim. But she's the reason why. So she's like this with the producer. So she's like, we always call her ghost, the, ghost, pro- ghost, the ghost executive she producer. Is, yeah. Because... She's in every conversation. She's making sure everything is talked about on camera. She's doing the job. And Rewatch she's the season. Totally. Rewatch the season. Watch You'll season. See. I, when I had COVID, I watched from season one. I didn't watch the seasons. I watched the reunions from each season all the way up until last season. And I'm telling you, we've got season one Kyle this season. Uh, before, before we continue, Teddy, can you give me another glass? On. Teddy got, thank you, Teddy. Oh my God, Teddy, you're so gorgeous. I loved you on Big Brother. Am I green? Yeah, you are. Okay. Oh, thanks, Teddy. You were great on Big Brother. Oh, my gosh. So cute, ain't she? So, anyways. Yeah, no, for, for real. That's why everyone, you notice over the seasons when, um, oh, I mean, that's why I've been watching Beverly Hills, specifically for this podcast. I was, I was getting ready for this podcast. I was super excited. But also, you see it as an adult. Because we watched these, when was it, how old were you when watching season three, four? Like, um, you don't have to answer this question. Also, wait, hold on. <laughs> what was year was season three or four? Was that eleven, twelve? So ten years ago, then. Pretty much. So I was 
28, 29. Work. I'm telling you. Like, don't do the math. <laughs> That's why I was like, you don't have to answer the question because for me, I was like 14. So I was like, what? What? That's why I'm like, what? Wait, are you old enough to be drinking with me right now? <laughs> Shut the I fuck up, like, I'm going to be in a senior citizen's home in like five years. I'm, I'm 29. That's like, you were like, a, I was 14, 15, I think. You were like Garcelle's, like, that's like me call, like cussing you out when I was 29. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Don't make out of my Garcelle's son right now. Oh, and you age so gracefully. Let me fucking tell you, fucking lucky bitch. Oh, you know, just like Girl. seven lighting and, and, and good skincare. And Doris Doctor, we all know. Um, no, but what are your, like, so I want to segue because we're talking about obviously like microaggressions and stuff. What we have someone, well, let's talk about Ultimate Girls Trip. Mm-hmm. You're obviously watching that. Yes. You, we, we got Brandy, we have Taylor, we have Vicky, we have all the ex-wives that are no longer on. Except Dorinda's on pause, just so we're clear on that. Guys, she wants fired, to know. she's on pause. <laughs> but nonetheless, speaking of microaggressions, and we're talking about Joyce earlier, there was a scene in season four when they're all sitting by the pool. I can't swim. You're a black person. And my black friends would have laughed crazy because they don't go in the pool because they will get their weave f***ed up. All my black friends can't swim. (laughs) And sorry, Brandy, if you ever see this, I'm not trying to bring this back out, but I'm making a point to say, like, that was, that was a hardcore microaggression. That was like a very, in my opinion, racist thing Mm. to stereotype a group of people and say Mm. that they all just don't get in the water when that's clearly not the Mm. case. But like, now watching her on Ultimate Girls Trip, and you see her relationship with Eva, and you see her relationship with Phaedra. What are your thoughts? Do you feel like she's grown? Because a lot of people feel like she hasn't grown. I feel like she's grown mm-hmm. a bit. Not, like, by leaps and leaps and bounds. I think she's still Brandy. But I mm-hmm. think she's grown in other areas. Um, I love that you raised this question up. Because I think that the first thing I saw before uh, before the Ultimate Girl, because when, when, I didn't get to watch it immediately, I kept seeing like, oh, Brandy, bring Brandy back. And then someone even said, bring Brandy back because Diana's racist. Diana Reeland, remember? Is it, it's not Diana, Diana Reeland. Jenkins. Diana Jenkins. Oh, the second Diana. Because Diana Reeland is only Diana. Let's be clear here. Yeah. Chris is Diana. Um, but like, but then someone said, replace Brandy with Diana Ross. <laughs> uh, or vice versa. And I said, but they're both racist. I actually tweeted that. I said, but they're both racist. And because I specifically was talking about that swimming pool scene. And what I want to say specifically about that swimming as, as someone who rewatched it recently in my scope of lens right now, it was, Brandy has always had black friends. She's always brought people that were black to the show. Because again, she is a, not younger, I don't think she's younger by that much, but I do think that because she's always been given a lower bar or lower standard in life, that other people of class have give her the same lower standard that they probably give other people of class that they don't see exceeding their, you know what I'm saying? So like they treat her how they would treat, be real here, um, a reality star. They would. Do you watch the Basketball Wives? Oh, 
Okay, I'm not. We're not going to discuss basketball wives, obviously. But I have. A huge we could talk about, about basketball wives. That's wives. another episode. That's we would have a, to do a whole episode about basketball wives. But yes, I wish that like basketball wives culture was as strong as Real Housewives culture because basketball wives is iconic. It was though for a while, and it was well, violent. Yeah. It was, and then when fights. people got sick of it, then mm-hmm. then they toned that down. People stopped watching it, so that says a no, lot about the viewers. No, the only season that people didn't watch was the season before the current one, and now people are still not watching. But before season seven, I'm telling you, go watch season Girl, seven. Girl, what's them ratings like? Because you know they're seven. not. No, there were three hundred thousand. There were three mil. That were three, is a YouTube no, it was channel three mil. video. No, it, was, it was three mil. It was three mil. Three million. It was giving like two to three. Mill. It was definitely competing with the house. No, I'm sorry, now. but Tammy not it's being the on it one makes a for me. Ju- I love me some Tammy <laughs> Roman, so she's not going to be on it. But. And she's not anymore. So again, it did suffer when she left. However, they, sorry, would, we treat, they would treat someone like that. Part of the reason why those women didn't take to her, and Taylor kind of says it, she doesn't kind of say it. She does say it. She basically says, you made it trashy, yeah. is what she wanted to say. And the, again, going back to what I said originally, the one thing that white upper class people don't want to be associated with is white trash. Correct. That is the thing. If you call a white housewife in the modern era white trash, they'll call you racist, first of all. But second of all, they will, like, I mean, let's it happen on season seven or eight or nine on, or six on, New York Housewives. Mm-hmm. You're gonna take a Xanax. Da-na-na-na-na. You guys are and both white trash. You're both white, yeah, both, yeah, yeah, both yeah. white trash. Yeah, yeah. And we remember how Ramona Singer turned to that. She did not like that. She well, and as someone who is very pro-white, <laughs> you know, being called white trash, like virtually humiliated her. And I think that's something to really take into, especially with this recent season with Brandy, is that Brandy is. Again, I see how they treat her. They enable her. Correct. They love to. They love to like feed her fire. She's an easy like target. And the and they feel safe to feed her fire because she's also white. I'm telling you, it's a they whole because it's again, it's like it's a it's almost like this like unspoken camaraderie. Yes, you get it right. Yeah, you get the assignment. Yeah, you know why you're here. Okay, yeah. cool. Yes. So we're gonna keep poking at her, and that's what, what they, I've seen in Ultimate Girls. But let's trip. bring Kendra. Not Kendra. Kenya. Oh my god, Kendra. I'm about Pokemon. But Kenya. Let's bring in Kenya into the mix. I doubt that any of these bitches would come up to Kenya the way they talk about Brandy. Because Kenya is not um, yeah, Brandy. Of not. But no, Kenya not is also the same person that doesn't mind hurting people's feelings. Like Brandy. And even if, dare I say, Kenya was like, y'all dumb bitches, blah, blah, blah. They wouldn't, they wouldn't step two words to Kenya. Because they're scared of Kenya. No, I mean, they would definitely approach her differently. And if you notice, like, even with, like, and I said this in my TikTok recap for the last episode of Beverly Hills. I'm jumping back to Beverly Hills right now. But the scene with Garcelle, Cherie, and Kyle, where they're talking about the whole situation with Erica, I felt in my mind that the reason why that conversation, I just felt like Kyle was more on guard than she would have been if Cherie was not there. It was almost like, not to say it was two against one, but it was clearly a support system that Garcelle needs to have, in my opinion, on the show. And quite honestly, I felt like that conversation would have gone completely different if Cherie was not there. I think it would have been a little bit more combative. And I think that Cherie is, I like Cherie for a lot of reasons. And I, um, 
I think Cherie is knows what she's doing. Also, I don't know if you oh, remember totally. when she's she been, said she's been on this. She been added this fuel to the fire when she said, and I quote, "I would also fuck Oliver." That's Did you hear the, that? Yes, but that's uh, the other thing that people are bringing up. What's the difference between Cherie saying that and Erica, and then high fiving her? And a lot of people said, and I did read the comments, a lot of people were saying that the difference was she didn't say it in front of Garcelle's son. I, at this point, it's on national TV, so you are saying it in front of her son. But I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you think? Because I haven't I, spoken on what it. What I would say Cherie's doing is a couple of things. These are the two things that Cherie's doing with that statement right there. And this is what I thought. As a person who would be on reality TV, call me. But also as a messy person, but also as a person of color, sometimes you try to like okay the situation or remedy the situation just so people don't leave feeling super bad about themselves. And I think Cherie's down to be that comedic relief and being like, "Me too, girl. I love it." And I would do that too. That's something I would do. Like, he's no because Oliver is cute, but like the difference no, is he's definitely. No, the, the difference the, it's is not a question of whether he's good looking <laughs> or not. Because ultimately, like that's something you can say, but like. Ultimately, what I think she was doing was trying to play devil's advocate and help Erica out there. Also, though, but my other theory is, is I think that Cherie's also trying to stir up shit <laughs> and trying to be like, because there's another level of when I've, I've had multiple experiences in my life where I'm speaking about race or da 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 And I've had other Latinos specifically comment me, well, that's not my experience. Well, that's not, that's not how I, and it's trying, they're trying to distance their trauma and racial trauma from their experience. That's why they're trying to like, you know. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so maybe that's what she could have been doing too. Like, I don't, I also agree with you, girl. He's hot. I don't blame, but also to feed the fire and to make Garcelle look a little more dramatic than she needs to be. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's There's what a, I think that that's key. What, right is that there. what you think? I was, I thought that, I mean, I've had many theories about this, yeah. but I think, and I don't know if Erica was that strategic in the moment, but I think subconsciously, I think in her mind, she knew she was on camera, obviously. Mm -hmm. She knows that she's got to do her job. She's got to be react. I wonder a little bit if they're trying their best to try to get Garcelle to react in like a VH1 type of way. So that they could turn around and, and, and use that to create a storyline out and like, oh my gosh, she's so aggressive or, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. obviously Garcelle's not, that's not, not her nature yeah. authentically. Like you can just tell, like, that's just not her. Yeah. Um, and maybe behind closed doors, she lets a bitch know. You know what yeah, I'm saying? No, no, I, again, we all, I, I don't. But she's not yeah. going to ruin her front facing everything that she's worked hard for, for these women to try mm -hmm. to like sabotage. So even the way she handled the thing with her son, and I like appreciate the comments on TikTok when I said like she's better than me, and a lot of you said no, she's got to make sure she doesn't fall into that mm -hmm. stereotype yeah. of her coming storming yes. in and doing that reaction. She she can't afford to do that because that'll that'll make her look you know yeah. poorly. Yeah, and like that's that's true when you stand back and look at it. Yeah. It's like wait a minute, she's literally on a national TV show. Mm -hmm. She's got to watch. They're, Some of the way that she reacts. Not saying that she didn't get in that car and go off. Yeah. 100, I'm glad you brought that up because for sure, I think that's something that I see a lot of is like, I like if that was me, I would have lost my thing. I think that I've also, like I said, as a Latino 
fair, like I'm not fair skinned, but I'm also not dark skinned. So I'm in that like racial ambiguity por- portion where I'm either rich Middle Eastern, I dress well. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a there's definitely like intersectional. It's like Reza vibes. Re- <laughs> oh my god! First of all, give me his job. If you, whatever like, they gave him, like Cartier, like in chains and like a like silky blouse with like, some colored pants. And people call me bar. Ravi. Go go you, through my comments. People call me Ravi every day of my life. <laughs> so Sean, maybe you should call change me. Your handle. <laughs> well, maybe maybe I should afford Gucci. How about that? <laughs> but I think that's something to bring up. Is like I think that. I have to, I, as a person of color, like, I have to also, like, I, I'm a person, trust me, y'all, I've gone to therapy. You can be a part, like, you, I can still lose my mind today, like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, But there's everybody. a part of you that still has to be like, I'm not going to give them that, though, because that's what they want. They want to give you, they want to use you as a villain edit to formulate their opinions on what they think of the world. And I think that's something to think is, like, when you see Garcelle doing, and I and I also thought that too, because as a Latino in her earlier seasons, I felt like Garcelle was kind of not whitewashing herself, but definitely okaying Denise's ignorant behavior to say that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Denise was not her friend. She was always more of Denise's friend than Denise was her friend. Let's be clear. Well, I think Denise is, well, are you team Denise? Is gag? Is she team Denise? Denise, I'm not team Denise, but Denise is an Aquarius and I'm an Aquarius. And I, <laughs> listen, we love our friends. Y'all are not friends. Y'all are, good, y'all are not loyal. Like we're that, not but. loyal to everybody. And we're there for the one, like, we can, we'll be there for you if you allow us to be there from a distance. Because we just, we're just naturally like people that, like, we can socialize, but we ultimately like to not be. What's Garcelle's sign? Is she a fire sign? I don't remember what hers because honestly, what I'm like realizing is like I, I'm a I'm a Leo, so like I attract air signs, Aquarius at all times. Well, yeah, my partner's a Leo, so oh like oh yeah, one hundred percent right. Complete opposite. But what 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 like for me, my thing, my my I've lost friends that are Aquariuses because of that aloof factor. That like my issues or my feelings are my feelings, and I and I I don't expect my my friend to take like everything. But, like, you have to be loyal to a point. And I think that, like, for me, Aquariuses will not help you if they can't help themselves. That is true. But also, like, if we if we like you, we are very loyal. Because I've been with my partner for 10 years. Yeah. So if I – it would not. So what you're saying is Denise doesn't like – What I'm saying is Denise is, I think – well, first of all, I think it, it plays into, like, industry friends. Like – I'm sure they are friends. But they're industry but friends. they're industry friends first. And I think the same with Lisa Rinna. Like, yes, they keep bringing up the fact that they've known each other for so long. Mm-hmm. You have to remember, they're like Hollywood friends-ish in that, not like they're like big Hollywood actresses, but you know what I'm saying. Like, they're like, you know, that crowd that kind of worked in the same field for a while and they crossed each other's paths. And yeah, so they, they're friendly, but like you put them in front of cameras that are expecting drama Mm. i think denise didn't know what she was walking into i think denise got paid a lot of money and like it pissed off a lot of women and they were like that's ultimately why she yeah what are you bringing denise Mm -hmm. like you're taking up a big chunk of money to just sit here and you're not you're not you're not engaging Mm. so they they set her up a little bit i think for sure um i think if denise would have come 
got her money and bent up Kyle's ass. And if Kyle would have bent a little backwards for Denise, because that's what Denise wanted, I think that Denise would have treated Kyle with more of industry privilege, let's just say that, than Garcelle. And I think that's the, those are the fundamental things I, I've seen in my experience as a DC tech talker. And or just, I, I see myself, like, that's why I'm also obsessed with the housewives. Is because as a person that works with people that in the industry or like in things that are meant to put our egos and our personas on camera, is that if you are a white person, people are willing to put themselves, treat you more like a friend versus an industry friend. Because let's be clear here, all these queens, all these housewives are industry friends, to be clear. I do fully believe that maybe if Erica and Lisa have kept their close secrets, maybe. But as far as the bottom line is concerned, do I think Kyle and Dorit are actually more than just friends? No! Because we talked about this on, off camera. But based off your rumors and your tea, I don't believe they're friends. And I don't believe it's more than just industry friends. I believe Kyle keeps her because, again, it's, a, it's one spot that's being held by a bitch that's not going to take my spot. And as a person that thinks like Kyle, let's be clear. I think Kyle... This, before I wrap this episode up, I do want to say something because she's getting a lot of hate. And I, as a person, yes, that, guys, and just to, let's be clear, we don't hate Kyle. We I don't hate Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, we I don't want to add to that. We're either. being very objective, so I, just, I don't want to add to that either because I'm a person that watches the show, and as a human being that's grown up in the past, and I watched the show back to what I was telling you. I watched the show when I was when 14, 15. <laughs> when you were eight, eight, I was like 49. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but I was like, I was literally like formulating opinions on the world when I was watching Kyle. And as a kid, Kyle was my villain because I saw her mean girl popularity. I yeah. saw how she's a group packer against one person. And that's what rubbed me the wrong way. As an adult, with the nuances that I've learned as an adult and the survivor mechanisms that I've used in my life, all I got to say is Kyle is a survivor. She has a lot of privilege. Let's be clear. I'm not giving her anything more than she needs deserves. Let's, let's be clear. But I do think that Kyle is a person that puts what she needs to do first. And I can't fault someone that works in this industry to do that. Ultimately. I think that plays a lot into her upbringing, though. And, like, that's a whole other, other deep yeah. dive. Because, you know... I think they all grew up different. They had different experiences. Kathy. She's Kim, also the baby and, of the family. Totally. So, so she's, she's, she had a different like perspective and experience growing up than the other two. Mm -hmm. And I think this show was her claim to fame finally. Yeah. And I think she worked really hard to try to like make it work for herself. And it did. And it's sticking and it's stuck for a very long time, probably longer than she probably imagined, honestly. Yes. And I think she's us, here. Did you think that when you when you were watching season five, even six, seven, that it would still be now? I didn't think she would. I I would have thought she would have left already because I would have thought, okay, she's had enough. She's not really. She's not going to go too deep into her personal stuff. And when the issues with like American Woman was happening, and Kathy wasn't speaking to her over it, and then the stuff with Kim, I just felt like after a while they were like. Okay, we're we've got money, we've got enough to sustain. We don't need to do this anymore, and they would pull out. But 
I think this is kind of like her claim to fame. This is like her. She, her it would be as if like she was on a sitcom for ten years, like a hit. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like not as an actress, obviously, but I'm saying like. But I view reality TV as like the new sitcoms. Like we're in a new era. People want more unscripted mm-hmm. perspectives. Mm-hmm. So reality TV and there, it's, reality TV is done differently. But specifically Housewives, there's like there's supposed to be conflict resolution throughout the season. And I think with Beverly Hills, we're we're starting to get back to that. But the the conflict is so big mm-hmm. that it draws out for longer periods of time. So it's like you're getting you, more into the thick of things, which I enjoy because I don't want to stick to one storyline for one season. But how much drama do you think that we've like tapped in this season? Like, how much more seasons does this drama that's on this current season will last? Because I'm realizing what you just said is great. Because I'm watching season three. What's going on season three, season two, season four, season five, and in Beverly Hills specifically is still relevant to this current season. You oh, see yeah. when Kyle lost, when Kyle was the odd one out during season four, that's when she made it her mission to kick Lisa Vanderpump out of that show and to create a new army. Because that dream team fucked Kyle up during the whole her Mauricio Cheney scandal. Well, she saw what was going on. She saw, well, here's the thing. I think, and then we'll like wrap up. But like, yeah. honestly, like season one, Lisa Vanderpump, she learned. When she was at the reunion, she watched it all back. She realized what the game was about. And Who, then season Kyle two or Lisa came. Did. No, Lisa Vanderpump. If you if you pay attention to Lisa Vanderpump season one, and then pay attention to season two LVP, completely two. different. She came with her head on. She knew what this was about. It was not just following me on my everyday experiences, having minor conflicts here and there, and we'll like resolve maybe. But I've got to get in the mix. I need to be closer to Aunt like. She paid attention. She has to be a producer. She's very smart. Yes. And so season two, you see her pick it up, and that's where you start to see later seasons they play back the manipulation yeah. that she was kind of mm-hmm. sprinkling throughout the cast to try to get them to do the dirty work because she knew it was important for the show. Mm-hmm. She was a producer. She picked it up, but it was you know it was always a battle between Kyle and LVP. And Kyle's the only one standing now, so she's got to keep the show up and running because it's her legacy at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. It's her legacy. So, turn. Let's as we're wrapping up, I guess. What are the Teddy? One more. Thank you, Teddy. <laughs> Hat, Mama. No, it's one. Ah, oh, thank you, Teddy. You're so sweet. Let me taste it first. So nice for her to fly all the way here from Encino just to this pop is the up first sweet thing that she's ever produced. Let me tell you right now. Also, we don't know your dad, Teddy. We don't know who he is. I do because I'm fifty thousand years old. So I do. I I I do know. Her I actually don't know who Teddy. Ma- so okay, John Mellencamp. Do you do know, you know who Britney Spears is? Yeah, that's, okay, her, that's her brother? No, it's not. Oh. Britney Spears is not related. I just wanted to know, make sure you oh know God. some of the other people that I... You thought I was 45. No, I did not think you, you were thought 45. I was 45. At least in your 30. <laughs> I didn't realize when you said you were 14 when season <laughs> 6 was. I was like, I was oh, well, Jesus I was, Christ. No, I was I'm definitely like, like 18 when season 8 was. So I want to get... We're going we're gonna to wrap up, but I want to get closing thoughts. So what are your... What are your 
hopes for the rest of Beverly Hills? What do you want to see happen with the like the cast interactions? Do you like the current cast? What ah, I'm glad this is a question coming up because I do I genuinely like the I know we didn't get to talk a lot about Crystal. Crystal is such a wild card for me because I'm like She's an Aquarius. Yeah, I guess I guess that's what it is because I'm so traumatized by y'all. But I do see that Aquarius like when it comes to the push and shove, she really steps up. And when she like knew what was going on, again, it takes it takes a little bit of this some time. We're but... observers, guys. We're observers. We observe. We seem like we're not paying attention, <laughs> but we are. We're paying attention. She's. I. I want to try to give her some. But advice. she's such an observer that I do feel like she exploits her nanny because she knows what the tropes are. Um, do you think she's playing that up? Oh, okay. Okay. Do I think Crystal is comfortable enough to get on camera and be like, "This woman runs my life," as, as what she would say, as an Asian rich woman? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. She has a schedule where she can only touch her schedule. She's the boss of the house. That's her tool to use. Like, oh, I'm not a psycho. So you think that she's trying to create the narrative? Like, I'm also I'm not bossing her around. She's telling me what's up, Joyce. So again, it's those it's those things that you just pick up. Uh, because again, my mom was also. Are right? we saying Crystal watched the season with Joyce and picked up on that and used that as like? Oh, again, I do fully believe that there's studying, there's tactics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I don't want to veer too off, but like uh, Crystal, I do like that she brings that. So I think keep her around because I think she's fine. To me, the people that I'm ready to move on, and I don't want to just add. I don't want to. But I don't want to add to the fire of these hate brigades. But the people that are factually just not bringing anything anymore are Rena. It's not bringing anymore. I want. I'm living in a world where what happened to Dorit really happened. Okay, I'm saying this right now. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. This is end the episode. This is getting the Patreon level. No, we're not going to do that. No, no, no. <laughs> well, pay. Pay up so you can hear these thoughts, because I definitely have thoughts about that. I do have a new Patreon that is coming very soon, probably next week. But anyways, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I do... Well, is, is this going to go on the Patreon? Can I, this oh, I'm, I, I, I'm going to do very minimal editing to this. I will say, I'm living in the, in the world of what's being fed to us from the show. Let's yeah. just say that. And I think that Dorit's storyline is exactly what was needed for her to like again i'm a person i'm not hard to sell i know i'm a person that sees everything through race and all these annoying things that we don't like to talk about but i will say that i can watch this show objectively as a person that knows that it's not going to go anywhere and see that dorit is giving what needs to be gave this season specifically and only in the sense that her talking heads have been fierce i've been able to use some memes of her facial expressions and again that's all she needs to be right now is that she's going through trauma? Let her live her trauma. But I will You're say, giving like, her a lot of credit. <laughs> you don't think she's been giving a little bit? I mean, she's she's telling her story, but I mean, she's just kind of there still. Like, it's not like a big. I think the first couple episodes it was, but like no, like memes as far as like she like she go like there's moments where she like will drag Erica for being drunk and you don't even see it and like. It's those things that I appreciate as a listener and as a viewer. I, I hated Dorit. I thought that she should have never gone past two seasons. However, now that we're on this fucking boat, let's fucking get on the fucking boat, honey. 
And to me, what I would want to see from Beverly Hills, just to get it close, is Crystal, Kyle, don't fight me. I know. You're tired of her. I actually do fucking think that Kyle's a necessary evil for now. Um, Garcelle, Sheree, just, Sheree, just to support Garcelle, but I'm watching Sheree. There's a thing about Sheree that I like her, but the way that she threw Garcelle under the bus for that argument was almost, like, messy. But I'm again, I want her back to see if she Garcelle's friend. Um, and honestly, I, I, obviously the Kathy drama that we haven't yet been yet to see yet. We have Kathy coming next week. Yeah. Am so. I missing anything though? Honestly, am I missing anything? Do you think that Erica has launched as much launch as she can? Do we need to see more of Lisa Rinna? Do we need to see more of Diana? Do we need to see more of the? I, well, I feel like honestly, and this is this is my final thought. Sutton is. also Sutton staying. Sutton is staying. Obviously, Sutton is staying. we need Sutton to have her friend. Sorry, Sutton. Sutton is an icon. She's a legend. I mean, listen, Sutton has. I'm going to say this. I think Sutton has her moments for sure. She's, but so do they. They all do. But my thing will be is that I think they all have those moments. They all have those moments where they say stuff. When all I'm saying is when Sutton literally said five four three two nine five seven to Diana's face, and that was her call girl number. All I gotta say, Sutton won that season for me. Sutton did win the season for me because that is real shade. And that's well, Sutton is has shady because she's like Southern, so she gives off a little bit of that shade naturally. So yeah. I think that like Sutton is a key player in this in this whole thing. But I do think that they come after Sutton because they think she'll buckle faster, and they want to kind of remove. That's the Southern Hercules heel too, though. Yeah, and they do want to remove Sutton from the supportive system that Garcelle has. So that, you know they they have their tactics to run people off. But I will say that um, Adam from Evolution Media, who was really close with all those girls, he was a producer, he's no longer with Evolution. So those edits are going to be walking out the door with him because he was really close with a lot of the ladies. But I do think Diana is not giving us anything. I'm still unclear as to why we've it's given her a diamond. falling flat, yeah. And I think Sheree's given us more, in my opinion. I feel like we should have given her a diamond over Diana. At she point. was at the photo shoot. She, I mean, they all get a photo. Even the friends? Yeah, 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 they do. They use it for promo. Kathy has one. Shuri but not for one. Potomac, because Acosta. No, they. it depends on the franchise, and it depends on the budget. Yeah, we, we can That's why that. sometimes you don't That's see, an episode like, new podcast. intros. Yeah. Beverly Hills gives us a new intro every, every season. Every season, New York does all But, like, New Jersey, they'll recycle, like, Which the same bullshit. look. Because Potomac. they save money where they can. Potomac's the same, but they're they're getting there. They're Potomac getting there. should definitely have a new one by now. They probably will this season, I hope. Yeah, I hope. Potomac sure. definitely. I mean, they've only had two there with the ratings. Seven, they six. killed it last season with ratings. Their budget will increase, and they'll definitely get like. And but Atlanta, more. They, Atlanta tried Atlanta, but Atlanta's not good this season. So. Okay, and then final thoughts on Ultimate Girls Trip. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think is? Uh, what are your final thoughts on what you've seen so far? Ultimate Girls Trip, I think Ultimate Girls Trip is something that should be a little bit more consistent. I think that Ultimate Girls Trip should be a huge investment on Bravo's part. I think that Ultimate Girls Trip is speaking to people like us that yeah. grew up with the heyday of, of, of Drag Race, of RuPaul's... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm confusing my, like, iconic shows. But Real Housewives, honestly. Like, I think that 
rewatching Brandy. It does so much magic for the older, older. Yeah, it's housewives. nostalgic. So so much nostalgia in Ultimate Girls Trip. And let's be clear, this new season from what we're seeing, there's certain girls I'm excited about seeing. Did you see them? I'm, I'm, I know you saw them. Of course. All I gotta say is let's keep it to the nostalgia, and I think that Ultimate Girls Trip will be a great show. I and I let's keep it that way, and I think it should be kept on nostalgia. I don't. I love seeing the craziness between Dorinda and Vicky fighting. I love seeing that those moments, but I genuinely do enjoy watching these women get along in a fun like way that I, that if me and you were at Berkshire or Bluestone Manor, yeah, how how would we approach the fish room? I don't think that we would be the same as some of these people. You know no, I think the experience is probably better than what I would what I thought it would be, honestly, when I heard that they were just filming at Bluestone Manor. But I, what I will say is this. This ex-wives club, the nostalgia was key and, and brought so much to the table. I also think that it would be really cool to see a mixture of ex-wives with current housewives. And talk, was the next one like doing the that? that? Yeah, I mean, Dorinda, I mean, this was a cool, like, rendition of it because it's like it's all people that are no longer on it. But what I feel has been lacking thus far is they're they're not talking about their experiences on their franchises too much whereas the first one you was you very, saw a yes. lot of them talking about like how they were villainized or like their experiences so i would but i do love them breaking the fourth wall i love when brandy calls out like oh jill's thirsty she's trying to get a moment or taylor's trying to get a moment by bringing this up she's trying to have camera time or like i love that part of it because it kind of like it it makes us see like yes this is a job for them too like this is something that's like happening and they're mm-hmm. like it's I don't know. So I, I do enjoy it. And I hope it keeps going. And I hope we get more reboots or like different. I thought that we would, we would have UGT2 or whatever it's called before this time at this point. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because we, we were waiting. Karen they was supposed to be in the third ago. one. Karen Huger was supposed to be in the third one. Yes. And like, you know what I'm saying? All that shit. Yeah. And now they're saying that's a different Potomac cast. It's completely like changed. I think even today the reports came out and said that Tinsley's out. Please. And Portia's Please. in. Please. Like I said, I think that's what going to play. We got to remember Who's Giselle's Portia? like Portia from Atlanta. She's on. They they replaced. Oh, my God. I, I was like, Portia, I was bad with Girls Club, y'all. I have a lot of Portia's in there. We're like, I think we're in. Yeah, this is the third one. So they're going to Thailand on the 17th is when they're flying out. So they just last minute switched Tinsley out for Portia. So I think. That'll make it interesting because I think Candace and Portia don't really get along based on the commentary on chat room. Because remember, Portia, Giselle did chat room on Bravo, and I think she made some comments about Candace. So it'll be interesting to see the dynamics between those ladies. It'll be interesting to see this continue forward. But um, I think just like RuPaul's Drag Race, we get RuPaul's Drag Race two times a year, All Stars and a regular season. Do I think that because there's so much, I think that. We can get into Dubai in a, a whole total gambit. There are some housewife seasons that need to go just so we can invest more on the things that we actually want to see. To be clear, I think UGT is, a, like I said, a great investment. Totally. And I would love to see, like I said, more housewives with other cities and the, like getting them outside of their bubbles. Because if you haven't noticed, the fundamental thing about UGT is that they have to come with a person from their season. Totally. If Portia comes... She'll be the only lone standing housewife of besides Kyle from Zero Season. 
But that's what they try to galvanize these women as. Like, don't worry, you'll have somebody. I want to see these women when they're out with other women outside of other cities. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see how they evolve this whole UGT thing because, I mean, the spectrum for like what people want to see on these shows now has shifted from when these shows first came out. Like, the formula has changed and it has to change with the times. But, um, so we're going to close out. So thank you so much. Tell everyone where they can find you and they can follow you and all that good stuff and where they can find your podcast. Well, first of all, if, what do you want to see from Real Housewives? Put it in the comments down, right? You got to comment Yes, let that? us know. What do you want to see? First of all, what, what, do you think that Kyle should go? Do you think Kyle should stay? Is she a villain? Are we being uh, Kyle apologists here? Most Did likely. we attack too hard? On Kyle tonight? No. I was actually way more forgiving for Kyle than I actually am. Yeah, this is no shade. But Kyle, I want to work with you because I love Halloween. I'm a horror fan. I love Halloween. Oh, she killed that. And the fact that she used that movie as a nose job do, eat it. Again, I cannot dismiss iconic behavior. Let's just say that. But of course, y'all can find me on Way to New It Podcast on IG and WDDI Podcast on TikTok. Uh, or Way to New It's one of those two. Way to New It Podcast. It's one of those two. I'll put the links down below. And just, you know, just hit me up. Do you want to talk about Housewives? Should we have a viewing party? We're working on a viewing party, I think, right? Yeah. We're going to try to do a viewing party for Potomac. I want to, like, watch, like, a season with y'all and see, like, y'all. Because, like I said, I've watched Drag Race with other people. I would love to see Housewives with other groups of people and see what that looks like. We're going to work that in. So, guys, thank you so much. This has been my official reboot, episode one, for season one of Georgia Says Podcast. I want to thank you for coming on. Wait, when is this going, coming out? Um, as soon as possible. Before this weekend? Probably. It'll probably come out on Monday. It'll be probably released Monday. This Monday? Yeah. Oh, girl. I'll probably that, cut it this that On July 23rd, honey. Right, plug your event. If you're July twenty third. If you're in the DMV, honey, July twenty third. I'm a, we'll be throwing parties, Upper West Side Cafe. You want to party like these housewives? Party with me, honey. August, no, July twenty third, eight o'clock, from eight eight o'clock to twelve o'clock at the Upper West Side Cafe. More details on Upper West Side Cafe, or at WDDI Podcast on Instagram. I just want to ask one question, and I will close this out. Mm. Is there a senior citizen special at your party on the twenty third? <laughs> there is. I just We're going to be playing drinks. They're going to be playing uh, spades upstairs for you. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, we can still smoke cigarettes inside. All right. And I want to thank our special guest. In closing, thank you guys um, for always being supportive. And until next time, guys, I will talk to you then. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys and gals. This was Giorgio Says. See you next time. Time, time, time.